<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. Today's service, Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert R. Cooper. That's right, Pastor Cooper out of Sandusky, Ohio. Today's show service is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys. Also by From Crack to Christ Part 1. And each one of those books are written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Lewis, available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Ixalibris.com, anywhere you get your books at. Pick up a copy of each book and help support this show. That's right. If you're in the L.A. area, you can get it autographed. That's right. Our phone number is 646-595-3338. That's 646-595-3338. And if you want to uh, ask for prayer or have a testimony or something, when you call that number, push the one on your phone, and that will let me know that you want to come on in. That's right. We are here each and every Sunday to uh, help spread the word to you about the goodness, the gospel of the Lord. You can also catch another podcast with Steve Howell and myself called The Blood Covenant, but it's on Facebook. And if you go to my Facebook page, Frankly Lewis, You'll see it. It's uh, once a week also. It's a Zoom podcast. And uh, a lot of what we talk about on that podcast comes from this podcast from Pastor Cooper. As we uh, like to, you know, it's all basically in the same. So I'm going to get into, let's get into a sinner's prayer. That's right. A sinner's prayer by Dietrich Haddon. And all of us are sinners, and we all should have a prayer. A sinner's prayer. A sinner's prayer. i 
and, and you know, sometimes wake-up calls, they're not the most convenient thing. They don't always make you feel so good. But once you finally have been awakened and you realize that, man, you got things to do, you're glad that someone took the time to shake you out of your groggy state and start you on your way. And that's what God wants to do for us today, brother. Yes. He wants to shake us and wake us because there are things he wants us to know and there are directions in which he wants us to go. And the only way we can do it is with an awakening. Yes, yes. So I praise the Lord and I thank the Lord for each and every caller and each and every listener, wherever you're located. I know God is with you and God is speaking to you. And I want to pray right now for those who are listening by whatever means you may be listening through. We pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that's above every name that is named, the word says, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. So we're praying in the highest name that there is on your behalf and on my behalf right now that God will have his way in this place. Not a long prayer, just a simple prayer, Lord. Have your way today in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Meet us all at the point of our needs. Amen. Amen. It's good to know, it's good to know, and I'm so thankful to hear all the voices. It's good to know that we all come together, praise the living God. As I stated just a little while ago earlier, you know, the beautiful thing about fellowshiping is, that we all are here because we all need the same thing. We all need the same thing right now. We may not all want the same thing, but one thing is sure, we all need the same thing. Yes. And that same thing is Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, people may have different ways of, uh, uh, of approaching him, People may have different ways of expressing him, but the need is still there. There's not a soul here. There's not a soul on earth who doesn't need Jesus. Now, the sad thing is everybody doesn't know that's what they need, so they're going about trying to have their needs met using all different kinds of methods. Some of many of them are wrong as two left shoes. And if only, if only, and if only someone who knows Jesus personally, like we do, could appeal to them and let them know, you don't need the two left shoes. All you need is Jesus. You don't need that thing that you're trying to use, amen, to pacify yourself. All you need is Jesus. That's it. You, don't need, you don't need sleepless nights. All you need is Jesus. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Whatever your burden is, Jesus says, I got this. How many know it's good to have a Savior, amen, that no matter what you're dealing with, he says, I got this. Amen. If yes, you only come to him, if you only give him a chance and give him a try, Jesus Christ says, I've got this. You don't have to be burdened any longer. Somebody on the line need to hear me because I don't know if you realize this, but God is speaking directly to you. He wants you to know, amen, that that thing that's been troubling you is no longer your battle. It's the Lord's. Yes, it and is. And if you would be humble enough to come before the Lord and tell him, Lord, I do not need this thing. I can't handle this thing. I've been dealing with this thing for too long. I need some help, Lord. Jesus Christ will take it off you. And he'll give you rest. Amen. And, and, and the next thing you know, you'll be enjoying a lifestyle of blessings. People say, I didn't know I could have a trouble-free life. Amen. But I believe we yeah. can. I believe be we nice. can. Somebody go with me to the book of John, the 16th chapter. You're going to need a Bible, amen. This is a wake-up call. You're going to need your Bibles. John 16. And when you get John 16, go to verse 33. That's in the Gospel of John. 16, 
Verse 33, thank you, Lord. You know when the Lord is on your side, when he turns you right to the page, praise God, you're trying to balance the telephone and all kinds of things, but God is with me, amen. Praise God, hallelujah. John 16:33. are you with me? It's the very last verse in the chapter. Amen. And this is what Jesus Amen. says. This is what Jesus Christ is saying, church. He's saying, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me, it's important that you understand what he said, that in me you might have peace. In me you might have peace. And the problem with the the problem with the people is is that we have spent so much time outside of him that we've been dealing with troubles we never had to. He said, in me you might have peace. I don't know about you, but peace sounds like a trouble-free life. He said, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. He said, in the world you shall have tribulation. That's just a big way of saying troubles. In the world, you shall have troubles, multiple, multiple troubles in the world. That's outside of me. But be of good cheer, he says. I have overcome the world. Isn't that good news? That's good to know. That's good to know there's a place we can go where trouble don't have to last always. A, way, a place we can go where trouble doesn't last always. Jesus Christ said, in the world, that means outside of him, you will have troubles. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So all we have to do is find our place in Jesus and get in him quickly. And whatever you do, when you get in Jesus, don't come out. I like how Jesus tells us in John 15 and verse 7, uh, he's talking about himself as the true vine. And in verse 7 of the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, this is what he says. He says, if you abide in me, I'm, I'm okay. He said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, he says, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. In other words, Jesus is showing us a way of living that we are not familiar with because we have not identified with this lifestyle because we've been too busy in the world. Yes, yes. But he's trying to tell you that the worldly way of living, the carnal life, it's not the way God created you to live because he wants us to live now the way God made us to live. And the way God made us to live is the way Jesus Christ lives. Amen. Jesus, Amen. Jesus Christ not only has peace, brothers and sisters, he is the prince of peace. He says in John of chapter 14, verse 27, I got it right this time. I said it wrong last week, and no one called me down about it, but I, I got the chapters a little mixed up. But in John fourteen twenty seven, he says, Peace I leave with you. In other words, God wants us to live in peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace, he said. He said, Peace I leave with you. My peace give I unto you. He said, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There is such a thing as a trouble-free life in Jesus. Amen. It, it, it may not sound right. It may not make a whole lot of natural sense. But if we can never get ourselves in our rightful place where we're supposed to be in Christ Jesus, you will see that trouble does not have to last always. Hallelujah. One day after the other, this is going on, that's going on, this is going on in the world, that's going on in the world. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. 
They got this going on, that going on, not to mention things going on in your own world, not to mention things going on in our own lives, but the, but the televised lives of others, the struggles that people are going through on a daily basis, it seems like it's getting worse and worse instead of better and better. I think it's time, amen, that the world saw what the children of God really look like. And when the world sees what the children of God look like, the world will have hope because there's a whole lot of things going on because the children of God are not manifesting themselves as God's children. Amen. The children of God, the people of God, I'm talking about the church folk, I'm talking about us, I'm talking about those who call themselves believers, there's a responsibility with being a believer. And in that responsibility, we have to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ. We are his representatives. We are supposed to be, in 2023, the only Jesus that worldly folks see. They can't see the Jesus that we know because he's seated at the right hand of God the Father in heaven. He's sitting in heavenly places right now. So they can't see him, but they can see his ambassadors. They can see his representation. They can see God's people, the church. And if we don't show the world Jesus Christ, the world will continue to keep going on in turmoil. There is nothing stopping, amen, there is nothing stopping God from moving like he wants to, through his people, by his people. Amen. Amen. And we want to make sure, amen, that we don't stand in God's way. Because God created us for a purpose, and we want to make sure that we fulfill God's purpose. Amen. I'm talking to you just like I'm talking to me. God did not go out of his way, amen, to give and send his only begotten son to be a sacrifice for our sins, to pave the way for us to walk in righteousness and holiness and in power. He didn't go through all of that just for us to sit down someplace and and, and stay in hiding. We are representatives of Jesus Christ now. And the world needs to see Jesus. Because how many know whenever Jesus came around, amen, you didn't see a whole lot of crazy stuff going on for too long. Because because Jesus Christ being the, the Prince of Peace, he would speak to whatever situation it was that wasn't of God, and he would say, peace, be still, just like he did on the sea that day during the storm. He'll do it in our life situations. He'll do it in our circumstances. He'll do it in the world's conditions. He'll do it in politics. He'll do it in social things. He'll do it in science. He'll do it in everything where there needs to be God's peace. And he'll do it right now today if we recognize how we are to be identified. And we need to be in him so the world can see him through us. I like how Jesus said, he said, you are the light of the world. He said, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. If you get a chance, pull it up one day in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. He tells you who you are. And what I love about Jesus is that he does not, he does not take joy in any one of us having an identification crisis. We're not supposed to have a crisis as it relates to our spiritual identification. He wants you to know that you know that you know who you are so you can perform that way. Because if you don't know who you are or what you are, how can you perform that way? And it's time that we got it right because he is identifying us, amen. He is telling us that we are the light of the world. The world is depending on us, amen, to shine. And if we don't shine, where's the light coming from? Amen. Somebody needs to make up their mind, I'm going to shine. Because I know it's more to me than just, amen, some issues and some circumstances and some conditions and some challenges Mm -hmm. and some chaos. 
There's way mm-hmm. more to me than just that. I've got a purpose, yeah. praise the living God, and I'm going Amen. to shine. Yes. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Much, much more to me than just that. I wasn't created just to go through difficulty. I wasn't created just to go through struggles. I was created to shine for the Lord. Because when God made man, the Bible says God made man. He said, let us make man in our image and after our own likeness. God did not go through the trouble of making us identical with him for us not to be able to identify with him. And I think today we're going to find out, amen, because with the help of Jesus Christ and his teachings and the love of God that he, that he, has, that he has showered us with by telling us things that we need to know about ourselves. Amen. It, 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 there, there is a background that we need to know about ourselves, that we didn't just come from, from under a rock someplace. But we were created, amen, with a divine purpose in mind, made by the Almighty for the purpose of whatever he has designed you and assigned you to do. Quickly, your purpose may not be my purpose. And that's all right, because we don't all do the same thing, amen. We all do what we do. We do it differently, but we do it, we do it amen, as unto the Lord. I was sharing with someone today, amen, that my household is a ministry. And it truly is. I do what I'm doing. My wife does what she does. And, she, and she's, she's a lot different than me. She's not as outspoken as I am. She's real quiet, kind of quiet and kind of, you know, kind of sincere about things. My son, of course, he's a musician. And we all offer, amen, we all offer the gift that God has given us for the service of the Christian ministry. You can't separate us because we are a unit as a family of God. And what we do, we do everything we do as unto the Lord. Why am I saying this? Because I believe God's people should know who they are, and they should also know their purpose. Let's go back to the knowing who you are. Jesus already told us that we are the light of the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, someone may think, hey, man, they had to live their lives in darkness. Jesus said, not so. You are not only not to live in darkness, you are the light of the world. He said the same thing about himself, amen, in the book of John. He said that I am the light of the world. So he is putting us by his grace in the same category and position as he is as the Son of God. And he's telling us, amen, that not only is he the light of the world, but his scripture, and the Bible says it, it says, ye are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that can't be hid. Then he goes on and says, no man lights a candle and puts it under a bushel. Amen. And so it's time for us to come out of the bushel. It's time for us to come from up underneath the bushel right now and let our light shine so the world can see us, so the world can have hope. Because if you allow television to tell you the story of the world, the world looks hopeless right about now. Every time you turn the TV on, someone else has shot up somebody else. Yes, indeed. And if you get enough of that in your spirit, Amen. You just psychologically start losing hope. It may not be on purpose, but you just, some people just naturally just start losing hope because every time they look at the news, it looks worse and worse and worse. We're getting ready to turn this thing around. This is that wake-up call I'm telling you about. Go with me, if you will, to First Chronicles. First Chronicles, Old Testament. First Chronicles. Chapter 7, and go to verse 14. 1 Chronicles 7, verse 14. I delight in teaching this way. And the reason I do it is because the people of God need to know some things about themselves. And the adversary has taken great joy In God's people, 
not knowing a thing about who they really are. As long as he can keep you in the dark, he can keep robbing you, he can keep stopping on you, he can keep you sick, he can keep you messed up, he can keep you he can keep you lost, he can keep you sad and sorry, he can keep you broke, busted and disgusted, he can do all the bad things he wants to do to us. But the moment you gain knowledge about who you are, all of that has to change. Because knowledge truly is power, especially when it's God's knowledge and God's power. Second Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. This is the Lord speaking. He says, hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> he says, if my people, and he's sincere about it, he means what he says. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves. And pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal the land. That's a promise from God. He says he wants to heal the land. He wants to fix things. He wants to turn things around. He wants to stop the madness. He wants to stop the sickness. He wants to stop the disease. He wants to stop the poverty. He wants to stop the lack. He wants to stop the fear. He wants to stop all the destitution. He wants to heal the land. But he says, I need you to do some things before I can do that, because I want you to do what you have to do so I can do what I need to do. It starts off, the scripture starts off, if my people... Look how God is identifying you. God is identifying you the way the world is supposed to see you. You are the people of God. We are the people of God. That's right. The same God who is the most high, the same God who is sovereign, the same God who is deity, the same God who is divinity. We are the people of him. Amen. The devil doesn't want you to know, amen, that you got some sovereign in you. The devil doesn't want you to know that you have some divinity in you. The devil doesn't mm-hmm. want you to know that you got some deity in you. But we are his people. And you have to know who you are, and you have to know who you are, because if you don't, you'll be lost. Yes. He says, if right. my people, get ready for this, that are called by my name, My God, my God. Not only is he identifying us as his people, brothers and sisters, but he's also telling us that we are also to be called by his name. What is his name? Whatever his name is, that's what we are called by. And as far as I know, his name is God. Yes. So to be called by his name means you must be called God. Mm-hmm. I know it's deep. I know it's deep, deep. but this is the only way you don't wake folk up because everything is going to be everything's going to be topsy turvy until we get this thing right. Because the lack of identification, the identification crises, the lack of knowing who you are is destroying people. Now, that's not saying you're greater than he is. All that's really saying is, if, if, not no if, since he is our father, why wouldn't we have his name? Amen. Amen. My son, who's sitting right by me, my name is his name. He's my son. We are God's sons and daughters. So his name is also our name in a greater way, in a spiritual way. Because, mm. because, because we are his, amen, and we are his, and he has created us for the purpose of being his. So two things you have to know, amen. You got to know who you are, 
And you have to know whose you are. Because if you don't know who you are and whose you are, you just be you just be a lost sheep. Yes, that's true. And how many know it's time out for being lost sheep? You know, when people think about being lost, uh, sisters and brothers, they normally think about folk who don't know where they are. That does describe someone that's lost who doesn't know where they are. But this goes beyond that. This is about people who not only don't know where they are, but they don't know who they are. Who they are, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know who you are, you truly are lost. I was watching yeah. a TV program just yesterday, and it was mm-hmm. a it was it, it, it was a it was an oldie TV. I like I like to watch older shows. I, I still get revelation. I didn't get revelation out of them when I was younger, but I get revelation out of them now because they're always saying something. Yes, and this was about this was a western show, and one of the stars of the show had been had been attacked and knocked off his horse, fell and hit his head, and was robbed by his oppressor by his attackers, and they took it all his money, and they left him laying there, and he suffered amnesia. Oh, and the thing was is that he didn't know who he was. Right. So the whole episode was about him trying to discover who he was. Mm, and it didn't come to him who he really was until his brothers came and identified him. Now, there was someone else involved who, 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 who was taking care of him while he was in that uh, lost condition. But this person grew so attached to him that she was afraid to gi- to give him the truth when she found out who he really was because she was afraid he would come to his senses. Get ready for this. Afraid he would come to his senses and leave her. Yeah. Sound mm. like Bonanza. Sound like Bonanza. No, it wasn't. I- I- I'm trying my best not to plug it, but you- you'll get it if you keep thinking on it. All right. <laughs> And he came to, and she, and she was trying the best to keep him from coming to his senses because she realized that when he came to his senses, he was going to find out that he is truly someone. He wasn't just an ordinary person. He was someone of status. He was someone a professional. He was someone that really, really, truly, indeed, would have benefited from knowing who he was. But she decided to keep it a secret. That's what the devil's trying to do to you all right now. That's what the devil's trying to do to us right now. He knows who we are. Yes, yes, yes. But he's trying to keep it a secret from the people of God because he wants to keep us in a state of spiritual amnesia. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want us to come to. He doesn't want us to come to the realization. He doesn't want us to get the revelation of who we really are in God. You mess around and find out, you mess around and let them people find out that they are children of the Most High God. And there's nothing the devil can do to stop you with that knowledge. And once you come to the revelation and the realization that you are a child of the Most High God because he himself calls you his people. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what side of the tracks you're living on, what hood you're living in. What you did or did not have for dinner or breakfast, I'm telling you right now, I'm breaking the ice. You are a child of the Most High God. We are people of the Most High God, and we are called by his name. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. So before he can change anything about our lives, we got to start identifying properly. Because Uh, until we identify right, how can we act right? How can we do right? How can we be right? How can we have right? And we do have rights as children of the Most High God. People of God, people of God are living in poverty that are in essence royalty. And it's time out for that. The devil has played that game with God's people long enough. And, and, and I pray that a whole lot of big mouth preachers like me that don't mind getting on the air and just telling the people the devil is a liar and he's through. Put him under your feet because all he's ever wanted to do was destroy you. His job is to steal, kill, and destroy. No more, devil. Yes. Your time is up. Yes. You got to go. Yes. You got to go. Yes, your time yes. is up. God's people are coming into the knowledge of who they are. No longer will they be be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Mm. 
Hosea 4 and 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Not so, not anymore, because you have to know whose you are. And God is claiming you. He's telling you that you belong to him. I like First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and also a peculiar people. And when I first read that peculiar people, I used to think it kind of strange. It sounded like we some strange folks. But that's not what the peculiar people means at all. It translates, we are God's treasured possessions. Not only are we his people, but he treasures us. Ah, that makes a big difference. Not only are we his people called by his name, but he treasures us. I'm talking to somebody right now. I don't know what distance you are from me. You could be in another country, but I want you to know something you need to know. God treasures you. Mm, yes, indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you need to know it from now on. Don't let another day pass that you don't realize that God treasures you. And he says, mm-hmm. if my people, which are called by my name, he's got the identification part out of the way, and, and, and he said, will humble themselves and pray. Humble themselves and pray. Well, what do you mean humble yourself and pray? Humble yourself and pray, he said. <clears throat> and turn from your wicked ways. He says, then will I hear from heaven and forgive your sin and heal the land. You know, I like the word then. Because I looked it up because I wanted to know, I just want to know exactly when then is. And this is what then definition is in the dictionary. The word then means at that time. Amen. It's the moment we get this wickedness out of our lives, the moment we get this the moment we get this prodigal spirit out of our lives, where we're walking around lost and not knowing who we are and letting the devil talk us out of our inheritance, and we humble ourselves and tell God, I'm sorry for living this way. I'm sorry I've been doing this all this long. I'm sorry I've been acting lost. <clears throat> humble yourself means you telling God, amen, I'm sorry about all the wrong I've done. He already knows. I'm sorry about the names I call them. I'm sorry about the things I did wrong. I'm sorry about how I misrepresented you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me. That's humbling. A brother asked me the other day, what does it mean to humble yourself? And I told him that. Tell God I'm sorry for the way I've been. Tell God I'm sorry for the thoughts I've been thinking, the words I've been speaking, the stuff I've been drinking, everything I've been doing wrong. Tell God I'm sorry. And the only thing I want to do now, Lord, is submit my life to you and live the way you have created me to. That's humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he said, Mm -hmm. if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face. Seeking God's face means I'm not going to let you go until you bless me, Lord. I'm not going to stop looking until I find you. And when I do, amen, I'm going to stay in your presence, amen. I'm going to stay with you just like you said you'll never leave me or forsake me. I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm seeking your face. It's a permanent thing. I don't want to just be a visitor. I want to dwell there. Somebody getting a hold of this because somebody's about to get to then. Because then means at that time. In other words, at that moment, the moment you come to that realization, the moment you begin to identify with God and humble yourself and pray and tell God all about it, because he already knows. He said, then, at that moment, will I forgive your sin. I don't care how bad it was. I don't care how bad it is. I'm going to forgive it when you humble yourself and pray. Amen. He said, then will I forgive your sin and heal the land. How many know God wants to heal your land? How many know God wants to heal your land right now? He wants to fix your finances. He wants to fix your relationships. He wants to fix your careers. He wants to fix your businesses. He wants to fix your communities. God wants to heal the land. 
Why don't we let the Lord have his way? Why don't we let go and let God? Why don't we start identifying with God? Psalm 82, verse 6 tells us, amen. The Bible says, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. And when we make up in our minds, amen, that it's not wrong to be like our Father. As a matter of fact, you give him glory. The more you like him, the more glory he gets. Yes, indeed. And the closer we are to him, amen, the more grace he pours out upon us. Isn't it time we stop living the way we've been living and start living the way he does, the way he created us to, and the way he wants us to? Let's start identifying with God as his children. Amen. Yes, indeed. Amen. Life is too serious, and we've been playing with this thing for much too long. And the devil don't care because he, he, he he's eating popcorn while he's watching us play. Hot <laughs> buttered popcorn. <laughs> Absolutely right. So he don't care. Enjoy. You can play it. You can play it all the way. You can play. You can play it all the way, Amen. But it's never too late to turn this thing around once you recognize who you are and whose you are, and tell the Lord, "I'm sorry for not living this way," and forgive me. He said. He, he said the Lord. He said then at that moment, trust God because He'll do it. He wants to fix it for somebody right now. Somebody wants to. Somebody's about to get a breakthrough right now because they're hearing these words and they're saying, "God is speaking to me." Yes, he is. Yes, I'll take the breakthrough. Yes, There's a I turnaround waiting for you right now, brother. All I you have to do is it. tell God all about it and tell him how sorry you are and how he wants to. And, and he'll, he already knows about our problems. All we have to do yes. is just take them to him and begin to identify with him. Mm-hmm. I love the way Jesus did it because Jesus identified with God. He wasn't ashamed of God the Father. He identified with him. He told he told the Jews, he said, he said, I and my father are one. Yes. Look it up in John chapter ten, verse thirty. And they got real mad about it. They were getting ready to stone him because he said that. He said, Wait a minute, hold it, hold it, hold it. He said, Wait a minute, I've been doing a lot of good works in front of you all. For which one of the works for which one of my father's works are you getting ready to stone me for? They said, no, 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 brother. For a good work we stone thee not, but you being a man, making yourself God. Mm -hmm. He had to remind them. He said, but doesn't it say in your law, meaning the Old Testament, doesn't it say in your law, and he's referring to Psalms 82, verse 6. Go there if you like. Doesn't it say in your law, Jesus had to bring it, break it down to them, that ye are God's. In other words, if the word said that you are what you're getting ready to stone me for saying I am, what's up with that? <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to have it broken down to you like that because a lot of times people don't realize the error and the foolishness and the ignorance of their ways. Yeah. And right now, this is a wake-up call because God is trying to wake a whole lot of folk up right now. Wake up, wake up, wake up. There's no longer any need to be asleep, amen. You got a divine identity. Amen. Amen. You got some deity in you. You got some you got some divinity in you. You got sovereignty in you. Amen. You are you 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 are a child of the most high God. And you got some things like that in your spiritual genes right now. Mm hmm. Isn't it time we start living it? Let's be living proof, amen, that God is still alive and well. When the world sees us, they should see God. I love the way Jesus told Philip in John chapter 14. Philip said, Philip said Lord, show us the Father. And, 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 and it suffices us. In other words, if you show me the Father, I'll be satisfied. Yeah, I'll believe then. I'll believe then. Yeah. Jesus said, Philip, have I been with you for such a long time that you still said, show me the Father? Philip, when you've seen me, you have seen the Father. There are a lot of things that people don't know, but we have to make up in our minds that we're going to believe God's word or not. Because my Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, that we, sisters and brothers, have the mind of Christ. 
I'm closing. I'm closing. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm driven to say this. We have the mind of Christ. That's what the Bible says. How many know God is not a man that he should lie? So if it's written in his word, God is saying it. He said we, are, we have the mind of Christ. Therefore, the way Jesus Christ speaks comes from his thoughts. You have to think before you speak. I know some people speak before they think. But ordinarily, our words come from our thoughts, good or bad. And when we have the mind of Jesus Christ, that means we're supposed to express ourselves in the same way he expresses himself. Because that's what our minds are telling us to do. So we have the right to say the same things he says. Paul said it like this in Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but yet made himself of no reputation. The Bible is telling us, start thinking like Jesus Christ. You want to see some Christ-like things in your life? Start thinking like Christ. Don't be ashamed of it. Don't run from it. Amen. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Do what the Word says do. Do what the Bible tells you to do. Don't worry about what folk think. Folk can't save you. No, they can't. Do what God says. He's the only one that can save you. Do what Jesus says. He's the only one who gave his life for you. It's time out for trying to make our actions, amen, agree with other people's thoughts. They can't save you. We have to we have to make up in our minds, amen, that the only that the only place, amen, we, we want to be pleasing is in the eyes of God. And when you do whatever's in the word of God, you are pleasing to God. Even if it makes you somewhat unpopular with those, even if it makes you even if it makes people want to stone you, you're still all right with heaven. Man may not like what you're saying, but heaven sure does. Man may not like what you're doing, but the Lord sure does. Do whatever Jesus Christ does, say whatever Jesus Christ says, and God will be pleased with you. I think the world calls it tickle pink. Make up in your mind, do I want to please God or man? And in order for you to please God, amen, you're going to have to respond to this wake-up call because he wants you to identify with him completely. And when you have a complete identification with God, he says, then will I hear from heaven, and I'll forgive your sins, and I'll heal the land. I'm going to turn it over now, Brother Lewis. God bless you. All right. Okay. Right now I'm going to open up. The microphones to anyone that has a, a prayer, a testimony, anything they would like to add on today, it's or wide open. Yeah, even or a even a complaint. Because, I open mean, I up. know everybody may not be willing to grab a hold of this. Who's going to go God first? God doesn't mind. Do we have one? Well, if we, if we don't, I'm going to start it off. I want to give a prayer to the family down there in Texas. There was a young man and a young girl that went to their prom, and he was in a car accident, I believe coming from their prom, and was deceased. And I know that's really a painful. You know, the families of both of them probably suffering. I know probably are suffering right now. I want to just put a prayers out to those families down there in Texas. We they 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 need our prayers, and uh, amen and amen. Oh. And, and I, I don't know them, but I do know that they sound like that they do, that they do need prayer. So we can stop what mm. we're doing, and 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 that's what that's what we can do when we align ourselves with God because we have prayer power, and and God can use us to intercede for the people, Amen, and give them hope and and comfort in their time of sorrow. And right now, we stand in the gap for them, Lord. And we pray right now in Jesus' name that you meet them at the point of their needs and give them the comfort that they need in their time of sorrow. Give them the strength Amen. that they need to carry on. 
In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 I also want to send a prayer out to my granddaughter, Naya. She's uh, doing her cheerleading and doing her martial arts, and she's got a lot of things on her mind as if a lot of young 16-year-olds can get so confused at this this age. I just want to pray that she stays on the right track and uh, continues doing well. And uh, I just want to say that right there for her. And also want to say... We pray right right now for her also that God will give her right direction and that she won't be influenced by wrong influences and by temptation, but she will have right direction given to her by the hand of Jesus Christ. And we pray his hand over her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And uh, also for my two brothers, they're supposed to be pulling up any moment now, Norman and, and, and Jerome. Supposed to be pulling up any moment now. I pray that you guys have made it safely to Pasadena. So, because <laughs> I was supposed well, we to be an hour ago. We pray for them also. We pray that God will give them traveling mercy and traveling grace and keep them safe on the highway and not just to your destination, but we pray also that he keeps them safe on the highways of life. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I mean, we can pray in that mighty name because it's the name that's above every name. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, you can expect it to get done. John 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 14, Jesus tells us, if you ask anything in my name, he knows his name is great, but he said, if you ask anything in my name, he says, I will do it. All right. All right. We got another We don't have to be lost. We don't have to be broke, busted, and disgusted. Jesus, Jesus said, I'm standing by, and I'm willing to help anyone who has faith enough to ask me. All right. Did I hear someone else coming in? No one else coming in. Okay. Well, we're going to go this way right now. And before we walk out the door, another. Sound like the ice cream man with his Dietrich hat. Says, here comes George. It'll be here in the morning. We're not going to play the whole thing, just a minute of it. Next week, right here, 12 on the West Coast, 2 on the East, and 1 in the Middle Fellowship of the World with Pastor Robert Cooper, and speaking of them brothers, there they are. Good afternoon, we'll talk to you guys later. Have mercy and may God bless you.